Welcome to the podcast, Demons and Does, with your hosts, Carly Pennington and Brittany Bertoya. We dive into the world of psychology, connection, perspective, experiences, and honestly, having a good laugh. Here we go. Woo! Welcome back to another episode of Demons and Does. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm your host, Brittany. And this episode is going to be our Dirty 30 episode. So we're going to get into kind of how life has been before we turn 30. I'm already 30. I turned 30 in February. Yeah. <laughs> and I- Brett. Yeah. Yeah. I've got what is it the seventh month oh god I've got five more months so I'm really soaking it up like what could I do in my third or in my 29th year that is acceptable and just be like oh I was just so silly in my 20s you know? You I know I mean? it's it's a lot of pressure because it's like I'm never going to be 20 again and this is like you got to get it all done you got to get all those little things in your 20s that you need out of your system I think it's, I, I do think that your twenties are so important because the things that I've learned and I've done, I'm so glad that I did them. So I don't have that urge to do them when I'm older and, you know, mm-hmm. in a relationship. And so it's, um, it was fun. Like my twenties was fun. Oh my God. The there were some good times. <laughs> I wasn't there for yours, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I think you were there for a few times. There was probably a couple times that we would, you know, pass by or be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how's it going? Or things like that. But I do like remember, I do remember this one time um, with my cousin, and it was her 19th birthday. And I don't believe any of her friends at the time could go out or something like that, or they weren't old enough yet. So I, I obviously went out with her and this is something that I just could not even imagine doing anymore now that I'm obviously older, but once again, like 30, isn't that old 30 is the no, new 20. I think. It really is. It's the new and, 19. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> We make it 18 still. Yeah. So we went, um, we got dressed up and we went to, um, the monkey tree pub. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wore this cause I had a, I had a breast reduction. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I have one when I was 21. I just, that's another thing too, is that I just did it. I didn't even really think about it. I, I did some research on this doctor, but I just was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Like, I don't care. So they I just let you do it. Like they didn't say this has, this will give you complications or whatever, or anything like that. They probably did. But I just was like, mimosa, <laughs> <laughs> please let me. So, so anyway, so I was wearing this, um, like bando sort of top and it was my cousin's and it sort of spaghetti strap and it had a, like a cross in the front and then it had like a, the, the little flag thing. and we started drinking obviously early but we went to the monkey tree pub with my grandparents oh 
<laughs> and we were sitting at this table and my papa was sitting across from me and then my big gamma and my cousin were um sitting across from each other so four seats and I was like obviously loose and like loopy and I just was there and I was having fun and it was so okay. dinner was being paid for and all of a sudden my papa's like biting into his steak and just was like yeah Brittany your nipples hanging out and I was like oh, no. no and I was like oh my god but I was still sort of loopy so I was like whatever John like, yeah grandpa yeah and he goes Stop no looking. and I was like oh my god like how long has it been out there for and he goes give or take five minutes oh and my god like, and he goes I didn't I didn't realize I didn't realize that it was your nipple and I was like um it's not it's not a baby toe you know what I mean <laughs> it's a dark red <laughs> thing popping out of my breath yeah and you could tell that he was like a bit uncomfortable because I'm a bit. <laughs> he didn't want to say hey um your nipple's flopping around I love that he was the one that had to tell you not like you know your grandmother or your like cousin it was just your grandpa was like Brett (laughs) yeah Big Gamma was probably a one or two deep her nipple was probably (laughs) hanging out (laughs) but I like now that I'm 30 obviously like I would never wear something like that again I would never I don't know like I just I loved just not wearing a bra. I still love not wearing a bra, mm-hmm. but I, I would always never wear a bra. Probably up until last year, <laughs> I just, oh, never just wore free a the bra. nips. Absolutely, and I just I'm really glad that even with a little embarrassment, I could still like have fun with it. Like I, yeah, we, we laugh about it to this day, and my papa always laughed about it, and um, yeah, so. Well, what's the skimpiest? Let's say, let's use the word skimpy because I don't know why it's fun. What is okay. the farthest you'd go for clothing now? Like, what would you wear on a night out when it was like, okay, hey, we're going out to the club because why not? Well, if there was a club in Napier, there is one, but we never go there because there's only one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone goes there and then, um, there's a really big like uh, gang problem in New Zealand oh. and it's not, uh, it just isn't worth it. So um, we don't do that. And we're more of pub people, but we're actually more of having people over at our house yes. to have drinks and stuff and food. So um, the, oh, the skimpiest, ooh. Okay, so I have obviously my full leg tattooed mm-hmm. so I love showing it off and that's obviously why I got it and um my go-to outfit that I love is like a a pleather skirt a black pleather skirt that has yeah. a zip up the front high-waisted and then I have um a black tank with a sheer top over it oh love and I I just like I love the black on black for going out and I love leather and my partner hates how short the skirt is but it's okay oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
too bad, so sad. <laughs> And I'm like, it's not like I'm going to bend over in front of everyone. No. <laughs> and it's just, and you know, like, I feel like with leather pants or skirts, you can really make it pretty casual these days and you can kind yeah. of dress it up or dress it down. And if it's a short skirt, you know, wearing an oversized sweater or something like that, I feel like that's pretty acceptable to be Absolutely. Honest. And it's, oh, oh. Sorry. just, just, just those kids. <laughs> those dang kids in the yard yeah, get out we're, of we're 30 now we can say those things <laughs> yeah. um no I do I I do feel like now with going out I'm more cautious because I you know I've got a little family so mm-hmm. I have to, some you know dignity brought back reeled in so yeah. but like once I, when I was younger oh my god I just didn't care and then I got my breast reduction so I was like woo woo and it was fun (laughs) great but not anymore not for me no and it it gets old wearing that kind of stuff like it's kind of exciting to be sexy in other ways than just what we're wearing but also I love I'm big on fashion and um you know dressing up and I do like that but I've realized too, getting older, I like to be a lot more casual and a lot more kind of coming into my own and comfortable so much. Yeah. Like even wearing jeans, I'm like, oh, this is only when I'm going to the pub <laughs> for two hours. Like yeah. I don't ever want to wear jeans other than that. <laughs> like I do. I used to wear um, those stiletto heels all the time. Oh I my God. Those, and the higher, the better. Now you can't catch me wearing a heel. I will go out and I'll wear you know, like my checkered vans, or I do have to show you these flats because. Oh yeah. Let's see it. And then for anybody that's listening, we're putting this on YouTube. So if you want to be able to check out the shoes, the flats, yeah, you can see us on Look YouTube. Oh, those are so cool. Those are interesting. Are I yeah, can see you wearing those for sure. Is that at the yeah. style in New Zealand? I think it's just yeah, well, like my flatmate used to have them. So I, every time I saw her wearing them, I was like, oh, I'm going to get those. those and then cool. uh, they're really expensive. They're so expensive. And they don't even jingle. <laughs> they look like little bells. Can you imagine little elf? Little my, elf my best friend hates them. She hates them. JD, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jane. <laughs> I love that she's crawling in the back. <laughs> love that. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, we can take a little bit of a break and then we're going to kind of get into our. So, this is what they call Saturn return. When we're in our 29th year, we kind of like start to realize what we want in our lives. And I feel like this goes for a lot of people. So, let's take a break and we'll get back into that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we're back. So when we were last talking, we were uh, discussing how our 29th year before we turn 30, our Saturn return, things for me definitely um, turned turned around. There was a lot of things that were happening in my life during this time before I turned 30. So I, I was in a relationship. I think we started dating 
when I was 27 and just turning 28 and you actually went to school with him. So, you know, what I'm talking about. And I always wonder, I'm like, is he listening? Like, that'd be weird, but whatever. <laughs> it's part of my life now. Um, like, oh, and we fuck. were together. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Um, yeah, so who knows, but that's okay because I'm going to say nice things, but, um, yeah, it's, and, uh, so we broke up. So here's the thing is you get into a relationship and for me, I only have ever gotten into relationships where I think it's going to obviously turn into something like having kids and marriage and all that kind of stuff. So I was, I was in the relationship and we would talk about getting married and having kids. And I was like, this is it. This is my person. And it was Mm -hmm. only a year dating, which I realize is like a mistake to start thinking like that. So early on, well, not necessarily, because I think for certain couples, it can be. Yeah. And I think it's for me, it's more being like, okay, whatever happens happens. Yeah. Um, not putting so much pressure into a relationship. So anyway, we broke up and it, it wasn't as devastating as I thought it was going to be, but it was also like mourning a life. I thought that I was going to have. So it was like mm-hmm. the direction of, we were going to build a tiny home together, which he's already done. Like he's built it and he's probably living with his new girlfriend. And I'm like, does he, we know that he has one. Does he know that? Yeah, he, I know because I work with his cousins. She's showed me things. So what? she just shows them to you. Like, Hey, look what he's doing. Well, and she's probably listening to this. So I don't mean anything, but, um, I think she just, that's kind of like been our connection to is the family. And I, mm-hmm. I really love her and as a friend as well, but I think, um, yeah, she did show me a little bit of the containers cause he used sea containers and then, um, built like windows into them and, um, and just the whole house within. Oh, she didn't show you the new I don't know if he has his new girlfriend in there, but that's uh, kind of his goal was to have a partner there and they live on his parents' property. So, you know, there's those little things that like jab at your heart. And he was also my best friend and we were just so good as friends and it's, it is hard losing friends. So that happened. And I realized I was living a life that he wanted and not what I wanted. And it's only a year, but things can change so much. Like your whole mental state can change so much in a year. So I was like, not the person that I thought I was when we broke up. So then I was like, okay, I need to start self-discovery all over again. And I need to really embrace who I am. And I need to tell the whole world and I'm not showing anybody so Cause I used to, I used to, um, I used to have blonde hair and it just wasn't working in my hair. So I was like, F it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying not to swear. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, uh, dye it back to my natural color. I'm going to get all the tattoos, like as much as I can. I'm going to, I'm going to be who I was that little punk kid in high school. I wasn't that punky, but like in my heart, I was right. And, uh, I so I did, yeah, like I, I feel like I have that side to me and I can be a little bit like 
preppy or bohemian punk whatevers and so then I really you remind me of Tina like the warrior princess like that's oh, who comes to my mind when I think of you I love that because um I I did have someone at my work and she's a spiritual kind of uh teacher and she's and she's also an educator and um she said that my spirit was a warrior which I was like that's sweet I love that So I was just like coming out of my shell again and being like, okay, wow, look at all this. And, and then, so we broke up in January, not last year, but the year before. So this is during 2019 or 2020, January, 2020. Right. And then I had my sad 29th birthday in February. And it was so sad because he had broken up with me a week before my birthday. And Mm. (laughs) and everybody came and they just had sad faces and everybody was sober and I was just wasted and it was so (laughs) depressing we went to karaoke and I was like screw you you know like singing songs that were like (laughs) Kelly Clarkson like (laughs) and everybody's just like yay poor Carly and uh yeah so it was really sad and depressing and then March hit And that's when the pandemic hit. And I, so, you know, when you go through a breakup, you're like, okay, I'm signing up for this. I was signed up for pole dancing. I signed up for, um, for soccer, for dodgeball. I was doing yoga. I was, I had this whole getting out of the house. Yeah. I was, had all the things. And I, I had a trip to Amsterdam planned because as you do, you go to Europe after a breakup and it's whatever, but Um, so I had all those things planned and then of course they all came crashing down and I had to sit with myself and, um, and the one big thing that came to me was setting boundaries. So one thing I learned with friendships and with relationships is that you have to set those boundaries right from the get-go. Like, no, I, I'm not coming over to your house every single night. So you can come to my house or you're just not going to see me like things like that, yeah. that, um, and they're important. And I, sorry to interrupt. I do feel like I was never really taught that you are allowed to say no. Like I would say mm-hmm. no to things to my mom and she'd be like, Oh, why? You, don't, you can't say that to me, but actually I can. And it's, yeah. it's okay to say no. And it's okay mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? I actually don't want to be your friend and I don't have to do this and I I don't have to listen to you tell me what to do so it's I do think setting those boundaries but also you need to figure out those boundaries before you set so you you can understand and you can explain to that person these are my boundaries you don't necessarily have to explain why but at least you know why and you can explain it if they ask Exactly. And one cool thing is I went to see a therapist when I was with my ex-boyfriend and, um, because I had really bad anxiety, like extremely bad. And I went to this therapist and therapist is like, you know what? You have to set boundaries with him because it's not fair. Actually the way that he's treating you in the way of like, it's very kind of selfish on his part. And obviously I had things I had to work through too. So it's not completely his fault, but I went back to his house and I set those boundaries. And that's when he broke up with me a week later. So I was like, 
well, there you go. Like, and, and at the time I was like, Oh, I should like, I, I, at the time it's so crazy. But when he broke up with me, I was like, F him. Um, Mm -hmm. I am done with him. I don't care if he comes back to me in a week. I am done. I am. I have done so much for him and he just comes here and does that. And on a week, like I just was, and he had bought me uh, a pair of boots that were really expensive. And he told me, cause he was like, Oh, I just wanted to know your size. And he probably returned those. So he didn't have to spend the money. And he also broke up with me on a Friday payday. So it's just like, it's cause he had, he had to pay me back all this money. And he was just waiting on the payday so that he could pay me back. And we had our phones connected. Oh. Yeah. It, we had our phones connected, which was a mistake. And then Would I you- was the carrier. So I had to pay he paid me 600 bucks to pay out his phone and then ended up being 800 bucks. So he had, I paid 200 bucks just to get him like out of my life. And it sucked. That sucked. And I had to kind of yell at the people on the phone because they weren't disconnecting. I'm going through a breakup. (laughs) I know like it sucked. All that sucked. But I was like, Nope, I am not going to be dwelling on this. I'm not going to, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to let myself be sad, but I am not ever putting up with this again. Like I was so mad more than anything that I let myself get to that point. So it was something that been there before, like, have you ever been in that situation before? You probably didn't know what you were doing. No. You just so in love. Do you feel that you were more in love with the idea that he could provide you for the future or yeah. were you in love with him? I was more in love with the idea. And that was where the problem stemmed. And I think that he, I think that we loved each other. And I think that we both kind of liked the idea of each other, yeah. but it wasn't true love. You know what I mean? And I don't, I think my first boyfriend, my Australian boyfriend, I think him and I really loved each other. Yeah. Um, and that was more of like a first love, true love type of thing, but, uh, it wasn't obviously true. Like it didn't work out obviously, but I've realized a lot of things about love because then after I started to really establish myself after a couple months and I was obviously going on hikes and stuff, it was quarantine. I was outside in nature and, and whatever. And I started to realize things with my friends that I was like, I just been through this, like not manipulative, but just kind of a selfish relationship. And then all of a sudden, because it, it, in a sense, it was traumatic. Yes. You'd never experienced before. And obviously we're getting some sort of maybe backlash isn't the word, but you'd never been through it before. So your body was almost like in shock. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's so true because, well, and I've talked about this on other episodes of when I was doing alone, this podcast, and I realized that my body would be telling me these things. And that's why the anxiety came in saying Mm -hmm. something was wrong. Something is wrong with, with this person that their intentions aren't true or like they're speaking badly behind my back. And I didn't, I, and I'm a P and I was a people pleaser. And I was like, that's okay. And I kept saying to myself, if they're choosing to talk about me behind my back, that's their choice. I'm going to be the bigger person and pretend like I don't know. Right. Like, and I, and I didn't know for sure. And then that's when, and I've talked about this on so much in the podcast, but I realized I lost four friends 
four really good friends in a row because I was putting myself first and I would be like really sick. And, uh, one of my friends wanted me to hang out and I was like, I'm really sick. I can't. And they'd be like, you know what? I don't feel like you're valuing our friendship. And I'm like, okay, well I'm valuing myself. So like, I don't know. And then, and then things, people would fade out because I wasn't going over there over and beyond for them every other day. Or like I had to be the one that was protecting all these relationships. And I was like, screw it. Like screw you guys, because I've just been through the stupid, silliest thing. Like I, I, this relationship changed my whole perspective on how I want my relationships. And I don't want to be the one that carries all my relationships and be the people pleaser for everyone. So there I like, yeah, I do think that, I don't know. I just would never, or I don't know, like I would never be that person to be like my feelings and my values are more than yours. So if you see that, then you can like in a negative way. But I do think that those people and they're out there and I've, I've dealt with them as well. Um, they come to me when they're, especially cause I'm on the other side of the world. So I get a lot of drunk phone calls. I get a lot of like, Oh, I'm really bored. Um, and you're awake over there. So like, can mm-hmm. we talk? I'm like, mm, no, I'm, I'm making broccoli soup. I can't do that. <laughs> I um, don't have the energy. Yeah, yeah I got a great cheese. Like, <laughs> and, um, it's, it, it comes across to me as those people, those friends that you lost in some way are unhappy because they, they can just cut you off like that because you're not giving them what they want right then and there. Mm-hmm. It's spoiled is what it yeah. is. And they've and been... It, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, they had been spoiled. So these are, were like very old friends of mine and they had been spoiled with my attention for a very long time. And I was such a supportive friend where I like, when you and I were talking about, um, building the podcast, I was just so amazed by how many, uh, supportive friends that you have. And, um, and I was so, I loved seeing that because on my end, to be honest, you know what? I'm going to shout out the friends and people that support my podcast on my side. So my mom is one. Oh God. She's so great. <laughs> we just love Joni. Um, yeah. <laughs> my mom is a big supporter and she listens to these, even though sometimes they can be a bit much. And I really appreciate that with her. Um, another one is my friend Miranda, who has listened to them from day one. Um, my coworker, Tammy shares it on her Facebook. Uh, I mean, my one friend seconds, you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. takes, I know. And that's the thing is people don't either people are, I don't want to say jealous, but like, do like help me support me. And it's not that we're trying to be big, but I'm like, I had one friend who probably doesn't listen to this, but I am big on researching psychology. And so I showed her all these, it's called psych to go. 
and it's on YouTube. It's really cool. They do these little cartoons and it's like five minute clips on certain things like sociopath and psychopathy and, um, just how to recognize manipulative behavior or like how to know if you're in love or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I showed it to her being like, this is my research for the podcast. And then she shared it on her Facebook being like the, the psych to go being like, look what I found this, this site is great. And I'm thinking like, share my podcast because that is where like do that and share my podcast because like, why wouldn't you? I mean, and it's not a big deal. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're trying to sneak out. Uh Oh, somebody. Good job. Oh, do you want to say hi? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but on that note, (laughs) I was like, wait, 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 um, just share your friends things. We can take another little break. Um, cause then we're going to get into your, your story too. Yeah, I do. I do also want to say that those, those people that support us, like even with just getting those messages, I've gotten so many messages, feedback, and it, none of it's negative, but it's, um, what's that word? Constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. Bring it. Yeah. Um, so one of those things is obviously like our microphones. So yes. And I'm trying just- so hard to talk into the microphone. Today. <laughs> it's still in the mail. So I have no idea where it is, but now with this new laptop, it doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, but it's nice. It's nice to know that people are listening to it and they think we are so funny. They think that you are, you sound like, you know what you're doing and I'm sure you do. I don't. <laughs> the confidence and it's the chemistry. I get a lot of people say that our chemistry is awesome. We can bounce things off each other, even when we interrupt each other. It's like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's so Canadian. <laughs> it really is. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, yeah. Have you seen my wallet in my case? In your hat. Scott's looking for his wallet and his keys, everyone. (laughs) Maybe we should take a break. Let's take a break. Oh, my voice is cracking. Okay. And we're back yet again. (laughs) Um, So from what we were talking about before, uh, basically my journey to 30. Um, so had the breakup, had the breakup with friends kind of felt very isolated because I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. Couldn't go on the trips. And then, um, and then I just realized that, and then that this is where the podcast sort of stemmed from was just doing a lot of self discovery and getting tattooed and changing my style and just being as weird and as wild as I wanted to be. And then not apologizing for things, setting boundaries and putting myself first and also taking care of my friends more as well. So as in a way of communicating better, because I was a little bit, um, I, 
I wasn't quite like, I would be really, um, not confrontational and I would just be like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just pretend that didn't happen. But then of course those things faster and they, and it becomes a huge thing. And so the people that I really do care about, I would communicate with them being like, I have communicated saying I I'm feeling like this and it's hard. It is so hard to bring up those confrontations or to even be really stri- like really sh- stern with somebody that is not treating you well. It's hard because I've been such like my personality type is a mediator and it's just trying to keep the peace all the time. But really that's creating a, almost like a war inside myself when I'm just trying to keep everyone calm and everyone chill and like sure. no confrontations. Sure people. And so I'm a recovering people pleaser where now I'm like, no, I'm going to say, no, I don't feel like coming. If you don't like it, then that's your problem. (laughs) And, but for them, there's a balance too, right. For being there for people. But if you are really not in the mental space, people should be able to respect that. Right. So I'm at now actually on Tuesday, um, I'm going to go see my drawing for the rest of my arm sleeve And I'm so excited because the first time I got this tattoo, like the, um, the rabbit, it, it did transform me into this. I mean, I did the transformation within myself, but it was a part of my journey. Having a badass tattoo gives, it's almost like for me, when I have, when I'm all tanned and stuff, like I feel skinnier, I feel more confident with my tattoos. I feel like a fucking badass. Yes. People are just like, oh shit, she must be tough. And also it does take a lot of pain. It makes you tough. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, it's something that, especially in New Zealand, you're weird if you don't have tattoos. Like Mm. tattoo culture here is so big. So I managed a tattoo studio for um, just over a year and it was awesome. Like seeing people like you that are just, would just get a divorce or mm-hmm. what he just got married or um, the um, traditional tattoos, like the tribal tattoos, it's an empowering thing. And it's a sense of therapy almost mm-hmm. like I loved I loved it. If I could open up my own shop, I would. Oh, it's so cool. And I, and I ended up becoming really good friends with my, uh, with my tattoo artist because I did a lot of research into people in town and I wanted a female because I, and men are really great with putting a feminine touch on things too, but I really wanted a feminine spirit. Like I needed that touch and I needed, if I'm going to be that close to somebody for so long to I wanted to feel comfortable and she was so kind too, which I know there's a bad stigma with tattoo artists, but they can be sometimes a bit rude. (laughs) And I've, I've worked with them. I I know. And it's, it's the old school. It's like the boomer age of tattoo artists. Like they just are, but not everyone is like that and I do think especially like you said if you're going to be with someone for eight hours and they're going to be right up in here you know smelling your pit it's gonna be you don't want to sit there and have something on your mind and being like I need to blurt this out like I need to talk about this right now 
and have someone with headphones on because you yeah. do have headphones on you're like okay fucker like talk to me yeah but I I do get it and it's I I would have um girls come up and be like can you do it for me because they sometimes they just didn't feel comfortable with men and they would leave and go to the studio across the street because it was a woman so I I get it and and it's interesting because we've had a few allegations in in Victoria with um some taking advantage uh and taking advantage in the studio while they're getting tattooed so with men yeah with men so a bunch of them there was actually and I talked to my friend who tattoos me and she was like yeah I know and they all know each other right that they just do and it's a community and she was like I'm so unhappy like I she's just so disappointed because and but now she's getting a lot of work because she's a female right she's getting all their clients Mm -hmm. and um it sucks but she's also like, well, they effed up. They shouldn't have done any of that at work and they should have got nice consent. Person. Yeah, it, it's just, oh, yeah, it's it's unreal. But so with oh, yeah. her and, and she actually told me because I was like, I'm going through, I went through a breakup and I'm just like, F it, like F everybody. And um, and then she was like, you're going through your Saturn return because she's 32. And she's like, you're going through your Saturn return right now. And things just get crazy when you're about to turn 30. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, look at me. I'm getting this like tattoo and I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's not a big deal. Like for a lot of people who have fully sleeves and stuff, they're like, okay, you got a tattoo. But for me, it was so big to get a bigger tattoo. Um, that it was, it just your body. Made, yeah. And it made me feel like, oh, I was like, nobody can mess with me now. And then, and then I be, I don't know. I just, I came out of that and I'm actually the happiest I've been in so long because I'm not yeah. searching. Yay. Yeah. I'm not searching yeah. for these silly relationships or anything like that. I'm just so happy at with, at my work and like doing mm-hmm. this now. And I feel like that really shines through when I do the things that I love. And then I take care of myself first and people will, the right people will recognize it and start to find me and I'll find them, you know, friendship wise, relationship wise, yeah. whatever, just do your thing. So yes, absolutely. And it's like, it's, I do feel like it's cliche to say like, you know, just, you know, be yourself and laugh. Yeah, be yourself. I think I'm one weird motherfucker, but I'm also like I've I, I just love that journey. Yeah. And I I just know who I am and I I feel like I've always been like that. I, there are some things obviously that I needed to work on, but it's I've never I've because I know who I am, I've never sort of experienced anything in my 20s that was like negative in regards to that like I I found out that I was a fixer somewhat similar to you and um I was a fixer because I needed to fix myself and distance myself from people and it's definitely a journey but it's um I think it's just something that you have to do. And I think that's why your twenties are so important because 
you've got nothing to fucking lose honest uh, other than if you know if you poop out kids or something but (laughs) but that's your journey that's your journey is clearly you were meant to be a mom and god I just I'm glad that I sort of had my 20s to myself you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) I'm very I'm I personally am very happy for that (laughs) yeah and and that and that you spent it you spent your 20s traveling a lot too and discovering and then you ended up in like the best place in the world oh yeah it's um but it all looking back on it now with going through everything in my 20s looking back on it all it all connects like there's always something that makes sense to why I'm here yeah in New Zealand out of I, I remember in school I don't even remember seeing New Zealand on the map so <laughs> no, no it's like a little island yeah or even in the movies like there if you saw a map you never really saw New Zealand you would see Australia but mm-hmm. um because my stepdad used to live here 30 years ago I just came to visit and I never left I left Isn't once that, that's crazy that's like meant to be destiny and and then your family is from the Waikato and it's like yeah how insane that's hours away it's just I know that's crazy because I almost lived there too because I could get a grandfather visa for three years do it (laughs) I know I should just do it I'll bring my dog I'll bring my dog if I could bring my dog I would do it you could do it you just have to get um a lot of money (laughs) yes well and that's the thing is that would be kind of cool and because I do all my like I I'm not even kidding you all of my true true friends are in New Zealand or Australia and 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 obviously you're one of them and Kane and Ashley she's in Australia but it's just like it's almost like I'm supposed to be over there too but I don't know with COVID and stuff we'll see but you never know. Maybe we'll end up over there together. Oh Who knows? <laughs> COVID time to really think about it and do some research to get Hazel over here because, oh my God, that would be so fantastic. Do you know what I'm just I thinking about? <laughs> oh, you know what I, like, I just thought of this too. And my friend laughed at me because she's been l- saying, you keep mentioning this on your podcast. But the whole, when I went to get my tea leaves read and then she said to me, or she said to my friend that she was going to be uh, with a Kiwi or an Irish guy. And, but then we realized that we think that our, our readings were switched. Oh, I think I told you this because they told her that she reads a lot of psychology and then she doesn't read. And I'm the one that reads psychology all the time. <laughs> But anyway, we were. I was like, well, maybe I'll end up with a Kiwi guy, and then just end up moving there, and maybe that's my reading. But I just don't know anymore. But anyway, I thought that was funny. I just thought, I just thought of that. I think to start it off is once the borders open, just hop on a plane and yeah. come, come to wine country, and I think that would be. Oh my god, I'm like, I'm getting butterflies thinking about it. That would be so much fun. And it's nice because obviously you've been here before, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So you would know and you, 
you could go travel places because you obviously have friends here but it's that would be cool oh that'd be so sweet um oh. I'll have to plan that because next year I'm going to Amsterdam but after that I don't know what I'm going to be doing with my life so mm-hmm. I, I mean there could be a time where I'm in between jobs even though I love my job I did tell them I would be there for like three to five year more years but because I'm going to school blah 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 but so you never know so we'll put that out there that I will at least I 100 percent you know that I'll be there when I can yeah. because I am like true to my word my Australian friends would be like, oh yeah. And then I literally went and visited all of them when I was there because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, um, hello. That's I actually... the big thing too, is like keeping your word and showing up. Through. For... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also if you ever need a job, you know, like I'm just an area manager for ECEs. So. Ah! <laughs> Does it transfer over the ECE? Um, you would have to get assessed um by the nzqa but oh i'd pass that shit probably it's it's i i don't know because i was going to do it as well but then it costs 800 dollars just to do it and if you have some qualifications with my company we start you off at 25 dollars an hour oh god that's nice starting $25 an hour. That's nice. You know what? Let's make this like a plan. Like I'm going to, in the next three years. Okay. Three years. I'm going to visit. Well, the next two years. It'll fly by. We'll keep doing this. Um, well, most likely I, you never know, but I want to, and, um, sorry, there's a mosquito and, uh, in the next two years. So next year I'll go to Europe. And mm-hmm. then the year after I'll go to New Zealand and we'll visit and we'll see how that goes. Cause I would, I don't know. I've always thought about living there because it's sick. Okay. So we're, so that's the end of my journey, but we're going to get into, or we have already, okay. Let's talk about your journey of where you're at in your 30 Mine. up to 30. Okay. All right. All right. Buckle up. <laughs> gonna get crazy um okay so hmm my 20s was awesome I love my 20s I started off 20 um in a relationship with my ex I dated him for four years towards the end of it it was one of those things where you just sort of knew it was over we just Mm -hmm. were together and we would go and hang out with our own friends, sometimes meet up at night, but there was a lot of stuff that he was going through that was really sad to watch. Um, and I actually, like, I will always have that place in my heart for him, but definitely one of those situations where it should have ended earlier because he just needed to get out and do his own thing and get his own sort of, um, help yeah so but it was it was a learning experience and it obviously set me up for um what not red flags to look for but boundaries boundaries to put up and um not put myself in a situation like that again Mm -hmm. well once that was done so I went to school for ECE when I was 21 and from 21 until 24, I was doing that and I was managing um, this little preschool and it was so nice. Um, 
there's some things obviously in the ACE world that is just like so fucked up. <laughs> and you're, oh yeah. You're just so over it. And I was getting burnt out working 10 hour days, five days a week, barely getting paid anything. And I just was like, you know what? Fuck this. So 24, I sort of hit a wall. I felt like I was doing the same thing every single weekend, every day I was in this money hole financially. And um, I just couldn't, I couldn't save. I didn't understand. I didn't understand financial things. You know, my parents never, they taught me to save, mm-hmm. but obviously I was like, no, I want a box of nerds now. <laughs> Please give me my money. Um, so Instant I gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's literally a box in the pantry. <laughs> um, so I, I sort of hit a wall and I felt with my family, I was, I think they knew that as well. And I just didn't like that. I didn't like that person where I didn't see sort of a future. Like I was clouded and I was just like, okay, well, what can I do about this? And I always talked about traveling because my friends always were traveling and I felt I had FOMO. So I just was like, why, why can't I do this? Why, why can't I? So I, one day I applied for my uh, Australian visa, didn't know the process, had no idea how long it would take, didn't really understand it. So I I did it. And the next day I got approved and I was like, okay. And I told myself that if I got it, I would go. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I had some money, I didn't have much, but I had already set up to be an au pair over there, um, in Sydney, in the Northern beaches. So, uh, Manly Mm -hmm. and I, my best friend and her husband now, they actually helped me. So they helped me pay for my flight so that I had money while I was over there and they didn't have to do that. And I just like I was willing to keep working and save, but I just wanted to go. I wanted to See, get that's out. That's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it was fresh in my mind. I, and I was one of those people that I just did it. I didn't allow myself to think too much into it because I'm an overthinker mm-hmm. and I would just create these things in my head that it wouldn't work. Um, so I did it. And a month later, I left for Australia and I remember telling my mom that I, I got the visa, I bought my ticket and she sort of was like, yeah, whatever. Cause I didn't have a good relationship with my mom where she trusted me. Cause I was, I was very sneaky with her and I, I always wanted my mom's approval. So I would tell her things that I was working on, but before I actually finished them. And so there were times where I just didn't follow through and she would just be like oh like classic so I told my mom and she goes yeah okay whatever and I said well can you drive me to the ferry um on the day and she goes yep sure and the day came and I was packing and she goes oh my god (laughs) this is happening happening I think it was the day before actually and my 
mom called my big gamma to come with her to watch me leave. And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I, I sold my TV to my brother. Um, I kept a lot of things at my um, aunt's house and cause I just thought I would just go for a year, have some fun, come home and then don't know, had no idea. Yeah. And um, so I did that dropped me off at the ferry and she just goes, Oh my God, <laughs> like, I can't believe this is happening. And I was like, yeah, bye bitch. <laughs> um, but I did it. And when I got to Australia, it was awesome. I lived around the corner from a girl that I grew up with that we used to play soccer with. And, um, she was two houses away from me at home in Canada. She lived there our whole lives. And then now to be in the same little suburb in the same city in Australia was just mind blowing. And I'm very grateful for that because I, at least I had sort of like a taste of home. I, mm-hmm. I still knew sometimes I'd have to remind myself being, you know, you're not in Victoria. Like yeah. you are in Australia. <laughs> you like it, even now thinking about New Zealand, like sometimes I have to remind myself that I didn't grow up here. I actually like flew over water oh god I'm sweating just thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) so I I did that I um traveled and did like a lot of Thailand with my other best friend we met over there and oh my god those stories are crazy and um I ended up going with another au pair family because the ones that I have were just fucking so posh so oh yeah not my cup of tea and the kids were spoiled and I just was like absolutely not no No. so I met this other family that luckily I had my EC qualifications or else I wouldn't have been with them like that was a really big thing for her she was a oh yeah single mom with a um a baby that you know she was inseminated so there was no dad there was nothing right. it was sort of a new thing for everyone and I love them like I still talk to them this day for a thank you she took me to Indonesia wow and I was, um, yeah okay thank you that's sweet <laughs> yeah so it was a lot of traveling and the last stop was I was supposed to stop here in Napier to meet my dad's um, old friends that when my or my stepdad when he was around our age like late 20s he was playing for Canada for baseball so he would come to Hawks Bay oh hi Hazel <laughs> she's there come to Hawks Bay in the off season and um, play ball here and work in his friend's bakery and he ended up actually meeting a girl with a 10 year old son and got engaged to her here and wow. I can't find her I don't know where she is because I really think it would be interesting to meet her yeah and to compare her to my mom <laughs> you're like is this the same sort of like did you what did, did you, you have, have a type yeah hey and I so can't. how did you end up in your current because we 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 only have about five more minutes yeah. But, um, but we will talk about this more because I want to know, um, how did you end up in your current 
situation? Ah, so I, once I came to Napier and realized that I didn't want to go home, um, I met that, I met that guy that bought me the pack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and found out he was like horrible. Just yeah. It got to a point where he actually emailed my mom, like asking for money. And she <gasps> said, she said, you like, I'm, I'm worried about you. So I got away from him and uh, moved in with this lady that I had met through someone else. And it just, she was such a lifesaver because I literally had nowhere to go and ended up actually moving in with her. So we were flatmates for almost two years. And I met my partner, um, Scott, um, about not long after I moved in there and we were sort of friends for a year at the beginning we knew that we liked each other but there was just something there that we both were scared it was right it was we had our guards up because obviously he has a daughter and I'm not from here so it was sort of um it was intimidating and we got on so well that I'm glad that it happened the way that it did but it took us about a year to be like you know what I do want to pursue this and we had been dating other people within that year Mm -hmm. but it just sort of was like no like let's hang out a bit more and let's see what happens and then now we've been together for over two years and live in this okay house (laughs) (laughs) but living a good life and the good good yeah we're happy we've got Eddie and you know, like I said before, like with manifesting it, I, we do have a roof over our heads and we're warm and we both have gotten new jobs. And um, so obviously the higher pay looking for a house and we're in a relationship where communication is like, we communicate yeah. so much and it's so good. If there's something on our minds, we've been through it with other couples that we've people that we've dated that it's just not worth keeping things bottled up yeah so if there's something that I'm going through he can tell right away because I get so just like like, yeah he's just like so what's wrong see that's so nice and you manifested all that oh yeah and we we, we manifesting every Monday night with my flatmate we would manifest what we wanted And so tuning into that, we're going to do a quick manifesting of our week and we will continue our stories for next week. Um, but we're just going to take a quick little break and then we're going to end our segment off with our manifesting. Be right back. And we're back for our last segment of this week. Um, so we just wanted to let you guys know that we didn't drink wine today because uh, it's a holiday in New Zealand and there, and Brittany is up at 10 a.m. and drinking wine at 10 a.m. is... Some people are probably thinking, <laughs> it's a holiday. Like, why not? <laughs> so, well, what wine did you get today? Anyway, so, but just to have later. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... um. It's just aesthetic. So I've got Villa Maria wine, which is amazing. Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, she's so nice. Oh my God, that looks good. That looks so good, actually. 
it's like sweating too so it's just like it should be on a commercial right now yeah but, um, this is a wine that's uh from new zealand it's made here and um actually one of the parents that i used to be with at my old job um works for them so when i left he gave me like, three bottles of like their best wine and i just was like this is why i do this job like, yes so oh. it's, that's a definite staple um in our house it, it looks fantastic i can't wait to go over there and go to the wineries okay 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 so just because i know we're on a time crunch well i am just uh i got sea cider and for people in victoria it's a cidery near sydney um it's a town in victoria well on the island and um it, the one that's called Pippins is the most dry and I love it. So Pippin. Seasider Pippins. Okay. And so for our manifesting of the week, um, what is something that you want to manifest this week? Ooh, okay. My manifestation for this week is I'm sort of on the last hurdle of my residency. So mm. hopefully by Wednesday, everything will be fully complete. And I really hope that um, everything is up to par and that I can get some sort of answer by the end of the week. You will, you will get it all. And I am, I'm going to put out, put it out there for you as well. So that's, so me manifesting, manifesting that for you as well. And also uh, for me, I am just wanting to manifest, I'm getting my, Okay. I'm just two really simple things. Mm -hmm. My car is getting fixed on Wednesday and I'm getting my tattoo on Saturday. So I just want both things to just go so smooth. So they will go very smoothly. They will be amazing. My tattoo will be beautiful. It's just the beginning, but so, so by I'm the next episode, you can show us. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Cause it'll be like yucky and well, maybe not yucky, but it'll be like really dark and, but it'll be cool. So you that'll be fun. And so, um, yeah, I'm just getting it all the way down and a little bit on my hand. Oh my I, God. I've got to cover some of the, like, I got to cover this. Stupid that gave thing. me a boner. I know. <laughs> me too. Um, but, uh, yeah. So last week we tried to manifest things. We didn't really, we weren't very clear. So I, I don't know if I really even manifested anything. So, um, we will just continue this. And then next week we will, we will talk about our weeks and if all that panned out, <laughs> panned out. Also, <laughs> if you want to watch us talk about things and see Brit's new shoes, um, you can see <laughs> us on YouTube and I'm pretty sure I made it demons and does just on YouTube. Uh, we'll post it to Facebook and Instagram once I get it running and hopefully it works this time. Uh, you can catch me at, uh, at Carly pen seven on Instagram and demons underscore does on Instagram. And then what are your handles again? So mine on Instagram is at Brittany Cox, Pretoria, Pretoria, B R I T T A N Y C O X B as in Bob E R T O I A. <laughs> um, as well as my, um, 
design page at blind as a bat art which is how we got our new, new logo, logo. Woo, pretty logo it's amazing i'm obsessed it's now up on our spotify apple whatever oh, you listen so to hot. like it's i just so hot we're just like up against each other like uh, uh, uh. but um yeah, yeah. uh and we had a we had a, a slogan that was our goodbye trust your gut trust your gut and tell your truth speak your truth trust your gut speak your truth hey <laughs> guys trust your gut speak your truth yeah 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 baba do okay well we love you guys and uh stay tuned for next week we have no idea what we're gonna do but we're it's gonna be amazing and we love you okay bye